Hey everybody, today is Friday the 6th of April 2018. This is The Gap, episode 413. I'm Luke Laurie and Job Gore is here. What's going on, Job, today? Uh, as opposed to yesterday? Actually, yesterday was really busy for me. A lot of work I had to get done. Hmm. Uh, and then um, I thought I had some stuff that I need to do today, but it turns out I don't need to do it. So That's good. Bingo, bango, doing nothing, playing a, uh, a undisclosed game. Yeah, God of War, that one. Uh, <laughs> I not confirm or deny it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was trying to. That's what I was trying to search for. Um, yeah, yeah, cool. I am definitely not playing an undisclosed game. Oh, okay. Yeah, D- definitely not playing. Yeah. Okay. Just to make it clear. It's super clear. <clears throat> yeah. I um oh. I, I nearly I nearly died last night, Job. Oh yeah, I was watching some TV, mm. and uh, what was I watching? I was watching some Star Wars: The Last Jedi um, bonus features, the documentary. Sure, uh, it goes for like an hour and forty minutes. It's pretty, it's pretty chunky. A lot in there. Oh, um, that's not TV, but go on. What's that? You weren't watching TV. You were watching well, extra features on a DVD. Yeah, well, I was watching. Anyway, look, I was watching the TV, um, and I'm like, I'm sitting there watching, and I see something out of the corner of my eye, near my arm, and I'm like, oh, what the fuck is that? And I look down, and I'm like, oh, there's a spider there. And so I get up and turn on the light, and it's a fucking, like, white-tailed spider. Shit. One of those, um, so for anyone that, that's not from Australia, um, we have a lot of shit that will kill you here. We do. Um, snakes and spiders and, and that sort of thing, and, and so white-tail is one of the up there with um like one of the most dangerous in australia like that that, that won't kill you but it'll fucking hurt um i don't think anybody's died from a spider bite in quite a while right as as uh I, I don't think so but uh the problem with the white tail is that when it bites you mm. uh it causes uh necrosis right which uh means like uh your skin starts to die yeah, so it doesn't kill you yeah uh but it does um sort of kill parts of you i mean in the in the like uh what's the ship of theseus you know in the sense that uh if the, sh- the entire parts of the the ship have been replaced mm. then is it still really the same ship right. well if uh if you get bitten and uh and it that part of you dies uh haven't hasn't a part of you really died i don't know mm-hmm. i'm just just throwing it out there luke yeah this you could have died. Could have. Yeah. Possibly. Anyway, that's my story. Um, yeah, th- this is the, the third third spider in my house in like the last month. So, yeah, I'm, I think we're moving. Sounds like your cat's not doing its job, man. <laughs> no, my... As soon as, so, that, it was where my cat normally actually sits um. when I'm watching like TV. Yep. Sorry, bonus features on movies. Um but she wasn't sitting there. She was sitting, like, across on that giant foot pillow thing that I've got. And right. um, as soon as I turned on the light, she was, she was like, oh, what, what the fuck? It's three o'clock in the morning. Why are you turn the lights on, dickhead? Sure. And then she saw it and went, like, straight for it. And, oh. Um, yeah, I was like, no, fuck, stay back. <laughs> I ah. got this. And so I did you, did you? Oh, you did. Yeah. I would did just, kill it. Fair just enough. fucking smashed it with my hands. Um, smashed it with your hands? Well, I had, so, uh, yeah, I had something in my hand, like, tissues those are the money makers you can't can't be doing that kind of shit why not he's a fucking thong mate 
I don't have, like, it's too far and I was worried it would run away. Like, it seemed to have traveled quite far to try and get to me in the first place. I think it was coming, Joe. It was coming for me. Um, Use your keyboard then. Yeah, and they're, they're like slowly, like, I feel like the next one will be the final web because they're, they're slowly coming up the chain in terms of how deadly these things are. Like, the, the first one was kind of like, like, we've got, um, like daddy long legs. There's like three in the house at the moment. I can see them. I'm sitting, but you know, I leave them alone because whatever. Um, sure. And then it was a couple of weeks back. I was sitting at my computer playing. I was playing something. It's probably PUBG late at night, and I saw something out of the corner of my eye. Like, mm. so, so I saw something, and I was like, "Oh, was that a spider?" And I wasn't too sure because I was like, that, was, "That looked pretty. Whatever it was, looked pretty big." And I had a quick look for it because uh, I'm in the middle of a game, and I was like, oh, "I can't see anything. There's nothing there." But it's. I wasn't sure if it was like a weird shadow or just my eyes playing tricks or something like that. Yeah. Um, or if it actually was a fucking huge spider because it looked pretty big. And I was like, oh, whatever. Anyway, so I went to bed that night. Mm. A couple hours later, I wake up and my cats are going like mental, fucking bonkers. And there's this like fucking chupacabra thing on the, the wall. It is huge. Oh, yeah. uh, it turns out that, it, yeah, there was a huntsman in my house. So right. I got rid of that. Um, Huntsmen's are harmless. Yeah, but it was coming. Like, it, it managed to work its way from my computer desk. Um, but it's not going to do anything. It could lay eggs in my ear or something or my nose, and that, that'll get me. That would actually get you, Yeah, I suppose. Um, but, you know, if, if you were to, apart from that, yeah, uh, you'd probably be okay, to be honest. Probably. It's just a huntsman. I know, but I'm, I'm worried about the, the egg-laying thing. Are you like a um, an arachnophobe? Yeah, pretty much. Like for reals though, because I think if you can smash a fucking spider with your hand, I told you about my dad. Yeah, he's an arachnophobe. <laughs> okay. He watched what was that fucking what was the spider movie? Arachnophobia. Yeah, that that, that yeah, one was called that one. Yeah, that one sort of explains itself. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> He uh he watched ten minutes of that and then couldn't watch it anymore. It was that was when I like that was like a glass shattering moment for me because I thought you know you know how you think your dad's invincible. Oh. That's when I realised he wasn't actually invincible. Yeah, because he was terrified. And uh, and another time, he um he like ran screaming out of the house because mm. uh, he thought I was going to throw a spider at him. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because. I was on spider duty getting spiders out of the house because he couldn't do it. He couldn't handle it. Um, and it was just a huntsman, you know, whatever. So I coaxed it onto a um, um, the floor mat and then I lifted up either side of the mat and closed it up so I could go outside and then just flick it, like flick the mat and it would spring out into the, into the wilds, back into the, the wild. Mm. And it could be happy feeding on whatever. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, my dad sort of, like, I sort of turned around to go outside and my dad, like, yelped, squealed, uh, like a small child might, like I do whenever something scary happens in a game. And, uh, and he ran outside and my little brother was super freaked out, uh, because he saw my dad losing his fucking shit. And so he followed out behind him, but my dad had already fucking slammed the door shut behind him and my little brother slammed into the door. Right. It was a good moment. It was a a strong moment in terms of my dad's uh, ability to protect his, uh, you know, genetic material, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, if if we all exist 
to only uh, propagate our DNA further to further our bloodline, then uh, that moment for sure was not a, uh, not a strong one for him. Mm. Mm. Uh, I had to still holding a fucking mat with a spider in it, open the door and then get my dad to walk away because he ran out into the yard where I was going to throw it. And he still thought I was coming to throw the fucking spire at me. And he turned, he like, he went from flight to fight. And my dad's a big dude. And so he swung around from flight where he squealed and ran away and back around to Job, if you fucking throw that spider at me, I'll fucking end you. And uh, I'm like, I'm not trying to throw the spider at you. Just get out of the fucking way. Uh, and so suddenly it was my turn to be scared. Good times. Good times. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyway. I think the lesson here is don't move to Australia. I've been thinking about this, though. <laughs> We've got things that will kill you, right? Like, Everywhere. There are a bunch. There are a lot of them. Mm. Uh, you know, jellyfish and eels and spiders and snakes sharks. and sharks and, uh, like, particularly muscular and aggressive kangaroos. <laughs> um, yeah. A koala might fuck you and give you chlamydia. Like, there's a lot. That might that could go wrong, but not like nothing that I can immediately think of, except for tiger sharks and saltwater crocodiles, uh, will like like aggressively go after you. Oh, and and funnel web spiders. You did you didn't see the spider last night, Job? It was close. Like it was like three centimeters away from my arm. It was coming. I'm not saying it wasn't coming, but it wasn't like aggressively. That's like you should have seen the look in its eyes. This is this is all eight of them. This is like the stealth. That was like a. I think I've got an opportunity here, right? But if you go to fucking North America, right? Mm. A bear, a grizzly bear, isn't like. Oh, I think I've got an opportunity to eat a motherfucker here. I might see if I can get up close, and then like fucking creepy crawlies his way up to the fucking like up to the tent. No, a bear's just like, fuck you, motherfuckers, I'm here, I'm a bear, let's do this, who wants some? And then a bear eats you, and a bear will just fucking end you. Bears are way scarier than anything we've got. And then, like, in other countries, in fucking Asia, they've got tigers. Mm. Tigers, uh, like, imagine your cat, but instead of being a timid little bitch... Like both of your cats are, uh, it's like this aggressive motherfucker, and also it's twice the size of a human. That's gonna fucking that's gonna end your fucking shit. We'd be fucked. We'd ne- like Australians would be fucked around a tiger. We we hunted Tasmania. A Tasmanian tiger was a fucking barely a dog, and we got rid of them without any trouble. But we still did it because we were like, ah, oh, yeah, well, fuck. I'm not dealing with a tiger. A real tiger would fuck us up. Africa has lions. Europe has bears, wolves. We don't have wolves. We've got dingoes. What's a dingo eating? A baby. <laughs> a singular baby. <laughs> exactly. A, a single baby throughout the history of time. So all I'm saying is everywhere has got some stuff, but Australia isn't actually that bad, except for the saltwater crocodiles the tiger sharks, the great white sharks, 
the Irukandji jellyfish. Um, just don't go in the water. Right. Yeah, just don't go in the water. Uh, and the, the final web spider. Yeah. I, I went out to the... We went out for a drive to the bush um, on the weekend. Mm, yeah. And I saw a goanna. Right. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, he walks up. He was like just walking straight up to me because I was eating a chicken sandwich. Oh, he wanted some of that chicken. wanted some of that chicken. He wanted that chicken dinner. But uh, my wife made me scare him away. Even though he seemed friendly enough, um, it was big. I think he bite your hand off. It was it was bigish, but my hand was bigger than his head. So, uh, but he was long. He was like a meter and a half long. Anyway, he comes wandering up, uh, and I was like sitting there. I'm like, "Fuck, we're in the wild." Like, I haven't been in the wild for ages, and then the panic set in. And I'm like, are there any fucking holes? We had our picnic blanket down. I'm like, there aren't any fucking holes in the ground, are there? Because I've never seen a, a Sydney funnel web. <laughs> yeah. Ever. I've seen pictures of it. I've seen, yeah, I've seen pictures and like on video, but I've never seen one. I know they're lurking holes and I know they're massive dickheads. And that's all I know. And so I'm, I'm fucking not about it. We didn't have, we had redbacks in, in Queensland. Yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah. Like, that's, that's the, I think, the worst we get. We don't even get whitetails, I think. Just redbacks is probably the worst. Mm. They're not even that bad. We do get taipans, but, like, you just don't go near fucking snakes. It's, it's pretty easy. Snakes aren't that fucking sneaky. Snakes pretend. Everyone pretends snakes are sneaky, but, like, you know. Like, if you're paying attention, you know there's a snake nearby. You know when the snake's nearby. And you're like, don't worry about it. Fuck off, snake. I, I could see you, dickhead. But the snake doesn't want any of you anyway. The snakes only get aggressive when you, like, trap them. This is what I'm saying. Bears, aggressive. Bears will trap you in a corner. And they'll be like, oh, humans never get aggressive unless you trap them in a corner. Right? Otherwise, you can just eat them whenever you want. But where the bears to every other animal. And bears are the bears to humans. Mm -hmm. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. There's a, that's our nature section for this week. That, that is our nature section. Uh, I'm glad you didn't die. Although, <laughs> I don't know, man. Could have been good for the podcast. To could be have been interesting, yeah. Uh, maybe it could have been a real-life Spider-Man. You could have been a real-life Spider-Man. Mm. Um, not if you're dead, though. No, I w- I'd rather go the route of being like Elon Musk rich and just building a suit. Or, or, or going the to Iron Man. Himalayas and learning jiu-jitsu or something. Oh, like the that. Batman. Yeah, that, that would have been good. I'd you r- could I'd do prefer that. that way. Do you want me to kill your parents? No, that's fine. <laughs> I'm trying to help. Did Tony you know, Stark's parents die? They did, remember? That's they, why- They weren't killed by people. They just- They got old, right? Uh, did you watch Civil War? Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry, that was right. I think that's uh, spoilers. Um <laughs> It's how many years old now? Oh, We're nearly so up to Infinity War. Does that make you um? Bucky? We've moved on from. <laughs> I could be. I could be Bucky. Yeah. Right. I'm no Captain America. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've been rewatching them. Um, Why? Leading up oh. to to Infinity War. Sure. Yeah, I'm up to Avengers at the moment. The first one, so I'm at the end of Phase One. Fuck. Um, you're so you've got so far to go. <laughs> I know there's quite a lot. There are yeah. uh, they still hold up. I feel like, like 
some yeah, like Iron Man. Like, original Just Iron Man. Thor one hold up. Um, yeah, the original Iron Man's timeless. You still have to watch Iron Man two, don't you? I watched Iron Man two. Yeah, that's part oh. of phase one. What was it like watching it when you could weren't too drunk to remember anything? It was okay. Like yeah. it's they're they're fine. It's they're not bad movies, but they're right. they're they're okay. They still hold up. I think I, uh, Thor still holds up. It's still got funny bits in it. Um, but yeah, it's it's cool. Anyway, still got a lot to go through that. Yep. Um, yep. Should we talk about some games then? Let's do it. What do we got? Uh, I don't have a lot this week. It's a very slow week. Um, but we can we can talk about some things. Fortnite is on the list. Fortnite is on the list. Hang yeah. on. Let's open up my chicken packet. Uh, I thought you were uh, playing with straws or spoons or something. I don't know how old this chicken is, eh? I might not eat the chicken. What is it? Like a packet of chicken? What do you mean? It's a barbecue chicken in a thing. I was going to eat it because it was in the fridge, but... We don't have the best um, disposal yeah. uh, policies in what our if fridge. There is a funnel web hiding inside the chicken. Well, I already opened it, so it missed its opportunity. I closed the fucking lid up and I put it back in the fridge. I should probably just throw it in the bin, eh? Mm. Uh, or just leave it in there. See how long you can, like, keep it in let the fridge. It go for. Yeah. No, no, we did that with a turkey leg. Didn't go well? Uh, it was. It was pretty bad. It got to the point, you know how eventually it gets to a point where you like look in the fridge and you're like, what's in here? And it looks completely different to what it once did. And you're like, I don't even know what this is. <laughs> and you crack open the lid a bit and you're like, oh my fucking God. And I closed the lid and I put it back in the fridge, yeah. which I definitely, my wife was not happy when I told her this story. Uh, but I told her after she'd already cleaned it out. So, you know. All right. Uh, too late, too late. Otherwise, she would have made me clean it out for sure. Uh, but that's just like that's just you know our cold war, uh, where we just sort of like s- like stall for as long as possible, so that the other person has to deal with the thing. Out, yeah, yeah, it's good. It only it only you know it's only with cleaning. Um, what was I going to say? Fortnite. Yeah, I was uh, I was doing a story for fandom.com that you can read right now. It's called um, The Royal Battle, uh, Fortnite versus PUBG, uh, where I try to determine which one's better. Does it go for three pages? Uh, it's pretty short. Okay. It's only 1,200 words long. Yeah. Uh, and uh, obviously, I conclude that PUBG is better. Right. Obviously. But uh, I needed to play some extra Fortnite uh, so that I could record some footage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, played some Fortnite. Um, the reason I put it on the list is cause, cause I, I actually jump into Fortnite every now and then to play with my little brother mm-hmm. on PlayStation, but I don't really talk about it cause I hate playing it. And, uh, it just reminds me of how I hate playing it. And I don't like playing on consoles, so that's never a good thing either. But uh, anyway, uh, I play. I, I went in, and I'm like, I'm not going to build anything. I'm going to see how far I can fucking get uh, without building anything, because everyone always is always like, ah, building is a key skill differentiator. It's what makes Fortnite so good. It, it's what makes it so much more competitive than PUBG. It's takes so much more skill than PUBG. Horseshit. But uh, 
it does like it is a interesting uh, facet. You do need to learn how to fucking build to uh, to find success generally in Fortnite. Uh, like at the most basic level, you need to be able to make some fucking stairs so you can get up to the good loot that's hiding in a fucking roof or whatever. Yep. Anyway, I landed um, because I was just trying to take some screenshots and get some like interesting clips and stuff. Uh, my primary purpose was to uh, get a screenshot of the guy looking at the camera, but I couldn't get the fucking, I don't know. I never play on PC, so I don't have any fucking emotes or anything. Anyway, so I couldn't make it happen, um, but I just decided I'd play through all the way uh, without building, without building anything except for I built one set of stairs right at the start to get back up to a fucking roof mm-hmm. uh, to get into a chest. And re- like the rest of it, I never built. Killed like, uh, what, four people um, with a shotgun. I picked up a crossbow, uh, which you can actually aim down sights with. It's got like a scope. Uh, I don't think I've ever picked up the crossbow before, but it was my only option, so I picked it up. Uh, it didn't do enough damage to kill a dude, so I, I will continue to never pick it up again. But it was, yeah, I wasn't able to scope it in, and there wasn't that bloom bullshit, so that was pretty good. But I figured I'd go with the shotgun, because, uh, yeah, when I play on console, uh, you, you play with the shotgun, because it sort of uh, does a little bit of the work for you. And uh, I figured maybe if it's going to bloom anyway with the assault rifle, I might as well fucking do it. And yeah, it worked out pretty well. I just shotgun motherfuckers. Uh, I had to rebind, unbind all my keys uh, because I still had a bunch of keys bound to make it easier to build stuff in uh, Save the World. Remember when we were playing Save the World, the 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 PB variant, yeah, Um, before they cloned PUBG. Um, yeah, I had a bunch of stuff to make that easier. And every time I'd like, I'd like knock a button on my mouse, I'd start building some shit and it happened twice during firefights, but I still managed to kill, uh, the other people, which was inexplicable. I never, I didn't build anything either. I just, the fucking build menu came up and when the build menu is up, you can't shoot. Yeah. Anyway. So, uh, I killed this, the second dude I killed, we were on a crate, um, on the crate drop, on the drop, supply drop, and, um, yeah, I opened it up, popped it open, and there was a bush inside, so I, I used the bush, and I just fucking snuck my way into the final circle, mm. and there was a, another bush in the final circle, so I went and just plonked on top of that. And uh, I watched as 11 people started to build these massive towers and they were just springing towers up around me. And I was just like sort of very slowly looking because if you turn too quickly, you can see the bush turn. But if you turn very slowly, you never see it turn Uh, and you can't outlook, which is still a huge mistake. But uh, yeah, so uh, I just watched and uh, they they didn't pay any attention to me because I was just a bush. And then uh, right at the last moment, I fucking I sprung up. And uh, chucked a, a boogie bomb at one dude who was building everything nonstop uh, and went and took care of another guy. And then there was three of us left, three total. Uh, and, yeah, one dude, like, the one I boogie bombed had, like, was, like, a fucking master builder or something. He's, like, out of the fucking Lego build, uh, Lego movie and shit. He's just, like, springing walls up constantly, like, fucking, and he's got this giant tower, and it's all stairs, and he's got stairs flared out from the fucking side so he can, like, 
pop out and shoot at you and shit like that. Anyway, so the other dude, uh, so there's me, there's fucking H.H. Holmes, the dude who's building the murder house, and uh, there's the third guy. And me and the third guy completely silently uh, decided not to attack one another. We were like full blown in like in view of each other, and we did nothing to one another, uh, and we just focused on killing this guy. And uh, eventually, we did. I killed him, obviously. Yeah. And uh, then the other guy started building stuff, and uh, I used all my good stuff to kill this guy, to kill H H Holmes, and so I didn't have anything to really stop him from getting over the top of me. So uh, I got second, which is a bummer. But um, yeah, I guess you could get second without building anything ever, which is pretty good. Yep. I've got a couple seconds by not building stuff. Yeah. Because I, I, I'm i the same sort of thing where I'll jump in every once in a while and see what's new. Um, yeah. And I, I don't know. I'm not a fan of sitting in fucking castles building shit. I'd rather go out and look for people. Um, yep. So yeah, usually when I get slept the last five everyone's building towers and I'm running at people. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not, I don't know. I don't find that part fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, basically. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, they put in a uh, uh, vending machines, I think uh, a couple of days ago where you can insert materials into the vending machine and get out things from it, weapons or, or uh, items. Um, yeah, so like if you need uh, like a, a pot, uh, like a shield boost, you chuck in you know four hundred wood or something like that, or you know throw in some some brick and get a fancy weapon out of it. Um, I don't know if it's something that they're just doing to test or if it's going to be like a full on feature of the game, but yeah, they're at least trialing about at the moment. We'll have it in there. Yeah, okay, well, I guess it's an interesting way to go about it. I know, that's it. That's the last time we'll talk about Fortnite. Gold. Yeah. Um, all right, what else we got here? Superhot Mind Control Delete. Is this an expansion of Superhot? What is this? Yeah, it's a standalone expansion to Superhot. Uh, I wanted to play some Superhots. For some reason, I don't have it in my Steam library. Superhot? Superhot, yeah. Hmm. Uh, even though I definitely played and finished it, I must have it on some other platform. Yeah, maybe. Uh, and I couldn't remember. Yeah, I don't know. I couldn't work out where the fuck it was. Uh, so was, I, was it I'm, a review copy that got deleted? <laughs> oh, maybe, but I fucking hope not. Like, yeah, that'd be a bit lame. Um. Anyway, uh, yeah. So I couldn't find it, and I decided, fuck it. I'll just uh. I'll buy it again, I guess. And then I'm like, uh, it's 25 bucks. I'm not playing that. I'm not paying that. Fuck that shit. Uh, but then I saw super hot mind control delete. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And it's like, uh, it's like, uh, I don't know. Expansions, standalone expansion. It's half the price of super hot. Uh, and I'm a fucking massive fan. Uh, Basically, the same the same like concept as Super Hot, uh, in that you um, like time only moves when you move, mm. uh, and yeah, it plonks you down in a level, uh, and 
basically challenges you to get through to the end. Uh, you've got different like characters you can ha- inhabit, like the ninja or the addict, um, and they have different like abilities. But otherwise, yeah, you just sort of you go through the game, uh, and the twist is that each time it, it like puts you in a different level. Yep. So when you die, you have to start from the get-go again. So you have to, like, basically by the end of the game, which is I'm up to, like, level 12 or something, 12 or 13, um, by the time you get to level 12 or 13, you have to basically complete 15 levels in a row. And uh, if you die, you get reset to the start. And uh, you can, as the ninja, you can cop two hits as the attic you can cop three hits before you die uh and the amount of hits you can cop carries over between levels and the levels are randomly assigned so you won't do the same like you might do level one level two level three level four you might do level 15 level three level two level seven etc then then the next time you play it might start off on level eight and then level nine and then level one and then etc etc and also randomly generates how many enemies it's going to throw at you but uh it changes that based on how far into the uh into the run you are and so the further into the run the more enemies it'll throw at you it still randomizes what sort of enemies you've got so you've got uh unarmed enemies you've got uh, like melee weapon enemies, pistol, shotgun, uh, or machine gun enemies. We also got these uh, enemies with like various sorts of uh, armor. So uh, it's not like it's basically uh, you can only shoot them in one location to do any damage to them, sorts of things. Uh, and because everyone dies in one hit, uh, if you shoot one of these armored guys, they'll drop their weapon but they won't die and they'll go grab another weapon and uh, then, yeah, they'll, they'll go on from there. The, the different uh, characters have different, like, abilities as well. The, uh, the ninja starts with a katana, which is pretty awesome, mm-hmm. uh, and he can throw it and recall it, like, bring it back to him. And you can use that to sort of set up traps. You can, like, throw throw the katana through one person, let another come closer and then recall it through them and you'll get the kill on them. Plus you'll get your katana back, which you can throw back. You can't use it constantly. It has like a, a cooldown of like, I think five seconds, but in a game where time's not moving except when you move and everything's as hectic as a super hot is, uh, it can be pretty fucking like five seconds can seem like an eternity. You can absolutely be all like, fucking when am I going to be able to get my fucking sword back? Um, the addict has the ability to like inhabit another character. Uh, so they'll like teleport into them basically. Uh, and you can use that to set up like kills. Basically you, uh, you let, the shotgun guy fucking tee off on you and at the last second you teleport into said shotgun guy and he'll die. Like those bullets will no longer hit you. You'll be the guy with the shotgun instead. Uh, You don't start with the ability, like when you start off uh, a run, you start off with a basic character, but as you go through, you get to these shop 
points where you spend your high score to unlock different abilities. And uh, generally, as the ninja, I won't use anything from the shop. I won't spend any uh, any high score at the shop because I don't find any of the abilities that the ninja unlocks to be that useful. But as the addict, uh, if you unlock, you can unlock the ability to keep the weapon because uh, if you teleport into someone, you'll they'll throw the weapon away, and. Uh, you can teleport into them and keep the weapon if you upgrade to that ability, but you can also teleport into them and the body that you've left will perish no matter what. So uh, you swap mines basically, uh, but their mind will explode from the swapping. Um, and you can use, uh, and the third level of, of that upgrade is you can chain your swaps together, provided you're quick enough uh, with the chaining. And that one's, that's pretty good, uh, but it's hard to pull off. And I find that if I, I tend to like, because everything happens in a matter of like moments in Superhot, um, I find that if I'm concentrating on making sure I get my chains correctly, I tend to fuck up in some other area. Like I like, because you're so laser focused on making sure you get the chain that you'll wind up like letting something else slip by and usually you'll cop a hit as a result. Um, so I don't do it anymore because I just, I don't have enough focus in me to, to make it work the way that I, I guess I'd like it to. And also I don't want like, a, I guess like because it costs you high score, I want to keep the high score as well. Like the trade off, the, Risk or reward isn't isn't good enough for me. Um, what else is there? Uh, it's yeah, I don't know, man. Um, I like I find it, I'm hopelessly addicted to it. I keep going back to it. I've, I've played it basically every morning uh, before I start doing any work, uh, like for the last week since I got it. Basically, I'll play it for a good half an hour because I don't. I try really hard because you know, working from home, you got to have your fucking work-life balance or whatever the fuck. I try really hard to not start working at like eight thirty or whenever the fuck uh, I finish my coffee. Mm. Or like, I could very easily, uh, the moment my wife has left the door, I could very easily just start work. But yeah, I just feel like it's it doesn't like back when I used to do that. I would get, I'd procrastinate very easily and I'd like, I'd self justify it by being all like, well, you start to work early. You might as well fucking, might as well wrap this shit up. I know it's, yeah, it's one o'clock. Take a two hour lunch and uh, just wrap for the day. Um, yeah. So it's, it's just not a good, you gotta have habits, right? Working from home. You gotta have habits. And so my habit is I start work at nine. Uh, and yeah, so until nine, I'll generally play super hot mind control delete. Uh, which, yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't finished that last run. I get to like 14 or something and I'll get fucking hit. And you can tell how you fucked up and why you fucked up. And you're absolutely 100% like, I'll get it next time. And, uh, maybe you do, maybe you don't, but yeah, it's just, uh, because, because it's all randomized and because like the enemies it sends are randomized, the levels themselves are static. And so you begin to learn the levels, uh, which is like good. So you learn that like there's one level, 
I'm thinking of in my mind's eye where there is a particularly safe area uh, that you can get to. It's sort of like this bar, uh, like the lobby of like a fucking uh, like a Yakuza hangout or something. I don't know. There's fucking samurai swords and like uh, shuriken and fucking guns and stuff all over the place. Uh, and if you can get to the bathroom at this bar, uh, then you can sort of like you're safe because uh, super hot will spawn enemies from different doors all the time. Uh, and if one of those doors is behind you and you're not paying enough attention because you're fucking focused on whatever's in front of you, then, uh, then you can very easily cost some shit. Um, so now like, cause I've learned the level, I know that along the way, like depending on where you start, cause you also start the levels in different spots each time. But, uh, the, like along the way you have different options about what you can pick up and generally like my attempts to get to that safe area will involve just stalling for long enough to actually get there and so it's not like because basically all of the good shit in that level is on one side and so if you spawn on the other side you've got access to like bottles and glasses that you can throw, but you have fuck all in terms of actual weapons. So you basically like just pick up fucking weapon uh, bottles and throw them at your enemies to stall. So you can get across your fucking weapon. So you can do something about them. Um, yeah. I don't know. feels good. Oh, the other thing is if you press F five, when you finish a run, it replays the whole thing at full speed. Yeah. Uh, which I love to death. I, f- I feel like fucking John Wick every single time. Mm. I like fucking your starter levels with two dudes with guns standing on top of you. Uh, and you've got nothing in your hands. So you punch the fucking guns out of their hands. Uh, and then maybe like fucking throw a glass at another dude behind them with a shotgun. And he like drops the shotgun and you grab it out of the air and, shoot one of these dudes and throw it at the other guy and chop him with a fucking sword. And then like, that's all. And like when it plays out in the, with the F5, it's like, I don't know, a 10th of a second. Yeah. And you're like, holy fuck, that looks awesome. Hmm. Uh, which is really cool. And yeah, yeah. I think the last, the original game had that sort of thing as well. I'm pretty sure it did. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. They've done a like really good job. It's early access, uh, and yeah, it's. I think it's really good. I'm currently ranked in the top twenty for like the last level I did. <laughs> yeah. um, like top twenty in the world, mm. but I think it's the. I think it's actually just that there might be only twenty people who finished it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, they're like, playing it, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll play. I don't know. It seems popular. I'm like ranked fucking, I don't know, 8,000 or something for like the lower, no, 50,000 or something for like level one or something. But uh, it just gets super difficult. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Cool. They seem to be um, pretty on board with this super hot IP, this brand, right? They're, they're, they're sort of sticking to making a lot of content for it. They did the VR stuff and. Uh, a lot of ports. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I think there was a card game in the works at one stage, I remember. Really? Yeah. Mm. 
think that was last year so yeah they're, they're right into it super hot um it it'd be cool if they had some more ideas or like could branch off and do something else but it seems like they're gonna stick with uh <laughs> this franchise for a while yeah, uh, I don't hate that to be honest, because uh, I really like the game. But um, like, I don't find the I don't find the aesthetic, I suppose, the like the theme hmm. of Superhot. I don't find it to be that compelling. Uh, I'm mostly in it for the gameplay itself. Uh, I think they've created a really interesting gameplay loop there. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, uh, there are times when because the armor on the armored dudes is uh white there are times when the white walls and the white dudes blend together and i've copped a couple of hits uh that i'm like what the fuck did i just get shot by and then i see a glimpse of red and it turns out it's a dude who can only be shot like the only part of him that's available to be shot which is colored red uh is he's standing down some stairs and so the only part that's visible of him is the top half and i must like when i scan the area to work out if there's anything coming i just haven't seen this yeah this fucking white shape on a white background um but yeah like to the point to the extent that i like the that that annoys me i don't find it that bad i would love to see someone do this with like john wick fuck like if there was a john wick mod yeah uh, i'd probably only ever play it i'd i'd probably quit all other games we could be the john wick mod for super hot, hot podcast for all i give fuck because yeah. it'd be amazing but uh yeah in the in the i like in the sense that it allows them to focus on other parts of the game instead of like art i don't mind it that much yeah, I feel like there was a John Wick video game, right? Um, there was John Wick expansion one? for for Payday. Oh, okay. I don't remember a John Wick video game. Yeah, I thought there was. Um, Look it up. Some sort of VR thing. Uh, John Wick Chronicles VR first person shooter. I see. Yeah. How does it work? Tell me more. I don't know. Um, See, the vibe is getting cheaper or some shit, right? You can buy it on Steam. Their website uh, is really slow. Um, I don't know, man. It it just looks like a VR shooter. <laughs> I don't know. Sounds like they've really understood the, uh, the appeal. Yeah. Yeah, there's a video that's playing and it's him shooting things. So they got that part up, right? Cool. I don't know. Anyway, um, all right, let's move on. I uh, I'll, I'll talk a bit for a while. I played some ukulele. Um, so, did you ever play banjo kazooie growing up? Uh, no, no. Thought I'd fire this up because we've been playing Sea of Thieves lately, and uh, uh, back in the day, Rare was known for making some good games, and and. And they were the ones that put out Sea of Thieves, so I thought I'd go check out Ukulele, which is um, created by developers that were at Rare at one stage. Uh, they worked on games like Banjo-Kazooie, um, uh, Perfect Dark, Donkey Kong Country, uh, like those classic games from 20 years ago that were received quite well 
um, back in the day. Uh, so this one is is very similar to to uh, Banjo Kazooie in, in terms of like it's a puzzle platformer where you're playing a uh, two animals that sort of have powers or abilities and you use them together to get around levels and solve puzzles and complete tasks. Um, with this one, what you're doing is going around and finding pages from a book. And as you collect more pages, it allows you to unlock more levels um, and sort of progress through and, and do all that sort of fun stuff and solve more puzzles. Um, what's really interesting about it is that the actual levels within the game, um, you're able to spend these pages to expand the world. So you go into a world, complete a bunch of uh, puzzles and get pages for them. And then if you want to, you can actually leave and then go to the next world and start, you know, collecting more things. Or you can actually go back into that same world, spend points, and then it expands it and it sort of adds to the environment and adds extra puzzles in there and, and um, like, things that weren't in there before now um, now are there. And, like, there's a, like it'll put a bridge in a certain place and allow you to get to another area and, and all this sort of cool stuff. So that's actually really... Um, really interesting idea that yeah. the game sort of does um, and the other thing that I really like about it and it's I guess one of the complaints that we had about when we played Mario is that uh, in Mario you're kind of just collecting stuff and <laughs> not really doing anything with it you're just collecting things yeah. as you go uh, whereas in this game you're collecting um, feathers and you're spending feathers to upgrade or, or get new abilities and, and these abilities allow you to solve different puzzles as well so um for instance like some of the stuff you can get early on is uh like you can uh for example take a uh these berries that were were, uh set within the environment and you can eat them and then some of them have different properties like there'll be a a fire one or a an ice berry um and then you can use that to interact with certain objects within the environment that allow you to complete another puzzle so it allows you to go around and collect objects and then use that to to get new points, uh, to get new abilities that allow you to get more pages and that sort of thing. So you're at least incentivized to go and do some of this stuff because um, it means that you're getting things for it as opposed yeah. to just collecting stuff for the fun of it. Um, so I really like that part of it as well. So uh, I think that's like something that was really missed in the Mario games because yeah. it just felt like you were just... The latest Mario things. Okay. Yeah, the latest Mario, at least. Um, they didn't really try and evolve that idea of having some sort of leveling up system or, or um, like, progression that was meaningful. So that was cool. Um, so, yeah, they're the kind of two things that I've really noticed that I've, that I've liked about the game. Like, that they've kind of thought about, all right, how can we take this genre and expand on it and, and try and bring some fresh new ideas i would like they're not super new but they've you know things like the expanding world thing i think is really interesting um and like a lot of the puzzles are some of them can be super simple but there's a lot of variety in there like there could be a um there's like races or uh going up against um certain types of uh like a boss where it'll this fucking and it was super funny i really really enjoyed this part there's like this boss mini boss with a um he's got like uh this ramp that goes down and he kind of spits logs at you and you, you're jumping over these logs to get up the ramp and then once you get up the ramp um, you knock his teeth out and then he sort of blows you back down the ramp and then he throws even more logs at you 
and he throws like fireballs as well and then so you go you do that like three times but as he's doing it he's having this little banter with you and throwing out these really funny quips um and talking to you about like um you know things like oh you know i don't have enough money to to pay for my my teeth replacements and all this sort of stuff but i just thought that was really clever and smart dialogue that actually made me laugh quite a lot um so yeah just having a variety of of different puzzles in there as well that were was really cool like unexpected i didn't really think i was going to be doing that i thought it was just going to be like a getting to places and collecting the thing from a high location so there was yeah a lot of variety in there which was good um i i have enjoyed what i've played so far uh yeah. it, it is not like blowing me away in terms of um you know i'm like oh you've got to go get this game it's freaking amazing but yeah. it's fun like it's it sort of tickles that nostalgia factor from games that i played 20 years ago um and seeing you know some of the people that made those games reimagine that for today um which is mm. really cool so yeah man i it, if you haven't played it um definitely check it out if you see it somewhere on sale and you enjoyed that type of stuff because i think it's really fun um, okay. and it's an interesting look to sort of compare that to where games like because like mario for example because you don't see a lot of puzzle platformer games these days and when they do they're very um uh, sort of like stuff that ubisoft's doing with um you know it's sort of minimal like min- like very short games that kind of just take a couple hours to finish and um they're not like these big 40 50 hour games anymore they're yeah. arty arty type games so hmm. which isn't wrong with it but yeah i enjoyed what i played so definitely something to check out if it's on sale or um cuz i think that came out nearly a year ago I think it was last year we had nate on and he talked about it for a while and he he seemed to quite dig it as well from what he played so yeah i just wanted to go back and see like <laughs> what some of those guys that made those classic games what they were up to and compare that to like what happened with today's current rare um because it seems like there's still a lot of people that are upset about uh what's going on with sea of thieves yeah and it it, it yeah, I, well, I guess we'll talk about it in news, but we've got some new stuff we can talk about there as well, which I've spelt wrong. There we go. Uh, what else have we got here? Speaking of arty short games. Yeah. Let's talk about Paratopic. All right. There's nothing wrong with arty short games. I like them. Uh, there's something wrong with this one. <laughs> okay, fucking one. fair enough. Tell you fucking what. Uh, I saw a bunch of people on uh, Twitter that I follow talking up this game, Paratopic. Oh, crazy. Why do you follow them? Just unfollow. Mm. Um, uh, I follow them because uh, I like to not... Argue with people. No, I like to stay away from uh, just listening to people who agree with my own opinion. Right. Uh, And they were talking about this game a lot. And so I'm like, I'll I'll give it a look. Um, You can only get it on itch.io. but uh, I actually like Itch.io as a, a platform. I like the, the concepts. It's, it's, you know, it's for experimental sorts of games. Um, it's like uh, if Netflix, uh, there was a Netflix for art house cinema or something. Hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, this one uh, is awful. I fucking hate it. 
Um, it's yeah, it's supposed to be. It's like this super low-fi, uh, which means you know bad graphics uh, on purpose. Uh, low-fi sort of thriller, uh, and yeah, it, uh, it like sort of strives to. Uh, I get give you this sense that you don't know what's going on, and so it does these these harsh cuts between like scenes, and so you'll go from doing one thing to another, and uh, like yeah, you'll go from basically uh, you're supposed to deliver these videotapes, you know, somewhere, but you'll you'll jump from there to being at a gas station to being in a car to walking through a forest. And uh, it does some, like, slightly clever things in the way that it uh, uh, sort of guides you in some of those sequences. But largely, uh, yeah, it doesn't, like, I don't know, I was terribly unimpressed. Uh, It it felt, like, half-made. It felt like it ended uh, when I got, like, halfway through it. Anyway, I tried to look into a bit more of what, um, people actually liked about it. Um, and uh, one of the things I saw was that, um, you know, that games are about exploring emotion. And uh, in this case, uh, and this was something that was said sincerely, this is not me being a sarcastic dickhead. Uh, in this case, um, Boredom is an emotion that this explores. And that is a really interesting sort of uh, way to look at things um, because I was definitely bored <laughs> a lot in this game because it seemed to go no- nowhere. It Like the, the jump cutting made it feel like it didn't have any real direction. Uh, it told a disjointed story that I ultimately wasn't that interested in because it failed to invest me properly. But it also had these like... The driving sequences where you're in a car are like long. I don't. I didn't time it exactly, but like it felt like ten minutes plus of driving on an empty road, uh, and it's basically like it does the large part of the steering for you. So it's basically just about keeping centered mm-hmm. in the road. Uh, like in that, that old school style of where the, the roads would turn and you would auto turn with them yeah. like that outrun the style, I guess. Um, yeah, you just had to fucking stay on the road. And uh, yeah, eventually you just get fucking bored. And if it was some sort of clever fucking like commentary on like drowsy driving or something like fucking well done, but it, they didn't like sell it properly. They never, well, I never got the fucking punchline. That's what it feels like. It feels like the shaggy dog. It feels like they're, they're making the fucking, making our dream game, the shaggy dog game where you just like, eventually it ends after, I guess about an hour, um, you get to the end and it just ends. It's like, smash cut another crazy jump cut to the fucking credits and you're like wait is that it i thought we were going somewhere with this nah um yeah it was just fucking yeah i don't know there like multiple times 
I actually thought it was like caught in some sort of like broken loop mm. where I'm just stuck here. Like, this is it. This, like, do I have to kill the game to find out what's going wrong or something? Uh, yeah. It was awful. And the idea that, like, if games are supposed to explore emotion and boredom is uh, an emotion, then a game should absolutely explore boredom. Um, that's, this is not how you explore it. You don't explore an emotion by immersing a person in it. You have to explore the reasons why these emotions exist. Uh, like, yeah, if you were to explore anger with some sort of super angry dude, then you wouldn't just have him be angry all the time. Uh, you'd have to like undercut it with other moments to really get like, otherwise you couldn't call it an exploration of anger. Right, an exploration of rage, right? Like he couldn't then be some sort of like deity of battle, right? It'd just be this dude who goes and smashes things all the time. Like you don't see the fucking the Hulk isn't a story about fucking the Hulk smashing everything all the time. Uh, even when that's largely the deal it's like about other stuff they they weave other things in because that's how fucking storytelling works mm-hmm. that's not what happened here it's just an exploration of boredom in the sense that it makes you really fucking bored and yeah anyway don't play paratopic it was fucking it was like proper bad and it's not so it's not scary at all either I had one jump scare and because I was so fucking mind-numbly <laughs> bored, yeah. it got me pretty good. That's because I didn't expect anything to happen, let alone like that to happen. Hmm. Um, yeah. It didn't even get me that good because like compared to some other games, it, never, it didn't get me as good as fucking that crazy maze game that I played. Uh, Cause that one actually built up. That was like, that's actual, that's, an exploration of terror. Well done. And that was a, another like super cheap indie game. And it did, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, fuck that game. Uh, yeah. Right, yeah. Um, what else you got here? What else do we got there? Minutes. Uh, minute. minute. Um, I've only been playing this one a bit, but uh, I'm liking it so far. It's. Basically, you live for a minute. Uh, you've got 60 seconds to play through this game. And uh, as a result, it's this like little adventure that you go through uh, and you got to learn the various uh, ins and outs of the game uh, as you go. And, and it's like this... Um, yeah, it's this little puzzle game where the puzzle... Like where, yeah, I don't know, you just sort of you grow the more you play it. Like the game will grows the more you play it. And like, there are a few small elements that remain, uh, with you. Like, uh, you items you collect when you die, you keep them. And so at first you, you got to find a sword. So you find a sword and you keep the sword. Next time you spawn, you have a sword. Hmm. Uh, and that, that like that continues with like a light and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's a. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm a fan so far. It's just a like clever little game that I feel has a lot of depth to it. Um, but it's it's because of that sixty second like uh, 
that 60 second, like the time limit means you, every decision you make is so important. Like it has so much more weight to it. And so, yeah, you feel like suddenly every decision you make has meaning, which is a really cool, uh, thing for it to, uh, like impart on, on you as a player. Mm -hmm. But yeah, um, I'm not that far in yet, so uh, I'll continue to play it, and I'll maybe uh, get in and see see how I go when I finished it. Apparently, it's only a couple of hours long, so yeah. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> looks very um, art style is very basic, super simple. Super simple, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, that one's good. What else we got? Um, what else do we have? Uh, PUBG. PUBG. Yeah. We'll talk about it because we got a big new update. Big new update. Well, sort of. Sort of. Um, so they released a experimental branch of the client, um, where you download yet another version of the game, um, and it allows you to play their, uh, the map a new map that they're testing, which is a four by four kilometer map um, compared to the last two. So Miramar and Arangal are eight by eight, very large. Yep. This one is a lot smaller or half the size. Um, they have also changed the speeds of the circles so that they um, they actually come in a lot quicker. They're trying to make a faster paced game. So traditionally, I guess a, a PUBG game normally lasts for between about 35 minutes around that mark. Um, this game mode is cut it down to, I think it was, was it 20? I think it's 20 uh, minute game now. About that 20, 21 minute game. I think I timed it. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. I didn't time it. But yeah. Um, so they've cut about 15 minutes out of it a, l- a lot faster. Um, yeah, they're basically trying to get some modes in there that, yeah, are, are a bit quicker to sort of get through as opposed to the, um, you know, the, the longer drawn out ones. So I don't know what, what did you think of it? Like the, it's it's very different to the other ones. It's got this like Asian uh, influence in terms of the art style and what they're going for. Um, a lot of like green foresty hills and um, huts, that sort of stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. The Vietnam uh, Vietnamese theme, I guess. Um, I I like I like the theme of it. I like the setting. Yeah. Um, I think it could. I don't know if it's like it would be too taxing on the game, but I think it could do with like more bush. To be honest, mm-hmm. uh, I'm like I feel like there are fucking jungles in uh, or jungles forests in um, Erangel that have more like leaf cover. Yeah, okay. Than, than the and this is an almost entirely jungle map, um, so I find that a bit interesting um i think it's yeah. the areas once you start getting the central part of the map there is a lot of forest there's um, definitely a tree a lot of trees i just feel like yeah. like in erangel you've always got some bushes and stuff as well mm-hmm. and i didn't feel like there were a lot of bushes yeah. uh and you like you don't like i'm not saying hiding in bushes but you want those bushes so that you can use them as a like an immediate bit of visual breakup so that you can get through an area because I don't think it has the um, topographical uh, like cover that of like Miramar. Miramar is very bumpy, mm-hmm. 
So even when you aren't in hardcover, if you like lie down, you can possibly probably find an angle uh, where you're safe. Actually, we did it the other day. Remember when we won that game on Miramar? Uh, we were just sort of caught out. Were you in that game? I don't think you were in that game. Not sure. No, I don't think you were. We were just sort of caught out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Uh, but we had like this trench and we were able to use the trench and uh, we, we got a bit blessed by the circle um, to not have to then move again. Uh, it, I felt like there was one particular, like that death we had on the fucking hill. Um, we were f- like, we were free shots. If that had happened at any other time, like if the circle had been a lot larger, we would have been fucking free shots uh, from like fucking ages away. Uh, and because of the way like trees and, and grass and shit is rendered, we would have been fucking easy. Mm. Uh, we were following some guys for ages because they were fucking easy to see. Uh, because, yeah, I feel like, yeah, topographically, they might have actual like hill ridges, but because those ridges lead to a lot of flat land, you have to choose which side of the fucking hill you're on. And like in a lot of cases, it feels like there isn't a good choice. Uh, Whereas if it's like this bumpy terrain, you can lie down in in a divot on the ground and get away with some shit. And yeah, I don't know. So I felt, I feel like topographically it's, it's not really where I'd like it to be. And I, I, I wonder why that is. Cause I felt like they learned some really good things and implemented some really good stuff in Miramar mm-hmm. about like not actual, uh, like object cover, right? Like cover that isn't made of an object, but it's just the dirt. I think that's a, like one of my favorite things about Miramar. Yeah. It's just, it isn't here in Savage. So the this actual map is being made by a different development team. Um, uh-huh. it's, it's being made out of uh, I think one of the US studios now. Um, right. So and the reason why they've released this so early is that when they when they um, put Mirama out into the test the, the test server mm. um, at that stage. Um, they felt like it, it was too late to fix any issues with the map. Right. Um, like they could fix bug fi- problems and that sort of thing, but any issues in terms of like the topography, the map, things that you're talking about right now, is that they felt it was like too late to, to go back and do all that stuff. So yeah, that's why then they're doing this third client, um, this experimental client, and then putting it out at the point where you don't have textures on a lot of the stuff, um, so they yeah. can get a, a feel of what's working and what's not working, and then start fixing it from you know a really early stage. Uh, which I think, I think that's a smart way of doing it because, you know, the problems that you're talking about can be rectified at that stage without too much effort going into it. Yeah, that's true. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess, like, that's probably my biggest complaint is is that I, f- I feel like there isn't good cover. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, the two ways that Aaron, like, the way that Aaron Jill solved it is with... Uh, visual cover and the way that uh Miramar sold it is with like uh hard topographical cover yeah and it doesn't do either of those things and i find that super odd because it's a fucking jungle so yeah i don't know it might Uh, still have they still might have a lot of things to add um i like there's stuff in there i don't i don't really like some of the areas there's um i think it's the abandoned resort yeah Uh, i think that needs to be changed it's got and we we landed there last night um i've only been there once but 
it just seems too open like there's it's sort of like this if it's the right place i'm talking about it's like this temple um, yeah and there right, are with holes the, in oh the roofs, my god yeah and there's like a lot of open area in there like obviously they don't have um like there's no objects within any of these buildings it's pretty much just uh the insides of buildings um some of them are textured some of them aren't and sometimes there'll be like a like a little wall or something in the middle of this building like there's no cover there's no chairs desks like things within the environment you can kind of hide behind um but in saying that i felt like that particular building um or that temple there's too much i felt like there's too much open area like you can get attacked from pretty much anywhere you're, you're safe you're like you're not safe no matter where you're standing there's something yep. that come like literally down from the roof or um that's the only place in the map that i've been to where i've been like ah oh, I don't know why I would ever want to drop here. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Because the map is laid out to a point where, because it's so small, you can pretty much get from anywhere when the plane uh, flies over. Because um, it's a four-kilometer four radius. You can generally fly about three kilometers in either direction, depending on how well you are, how good you are at that part. So you can get pretty far, at least most of the map, I'd say. Um, yeah, like I, I think you can um, almost cover the entire map. Yeah, yeah, because it's not going to be a, a short, like a short corner um, flight path where it's up on a you know, even if it is in that corner, you still pretty much cover the entire map. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm digging it. There's you know, it's it's a fun, fun like map. It's it's something it's new and fresh, so that's always a good thing. Um, I really like the pace of it. Uh, I think there's some work to be done on maybe that first circle and then the third or fourth one could, I think it's the third one, could really do some work. Um, I feel like the end of the game is really fucking good. It's so quick. Uh, and the great thing about the end of the game is that they've slowed down um, the actual blue circle, which is... <laughs> something that we talked about when the game first came out like you yep. should be able to outrun that circle no matter what stage it's in yeah and take fights as opposed to trying to survive the uh the blue circle because if you're in that blue zone you take damage you take and the longer the game goes on the more damage you take i think the last stages of the circle i think it's about 11 to 14 percent damage off the top of my head um per tick and yep. you can die within uh, you know a couple of seconds being outside that zone um, I think it's like seven, seven seconds around that seven or eight seconds, which is not enough time to get off a proper hill. Um, so yeah, that, that was something we've been talking about since the game's been in beta. Like they, they need to, it's a better way of playing the game if you're taking fights as opposed to trying to outrun the circle. So they've, they've now done that with this map. Um, those circles have slowed right down and you can now easily take fights outside um you know when that blue zone is coming in yeah but i feel like uh the first two circles are maybe taking too long to get the stage where they are coming in um, yeah i think it's about five minutes before the first before the first circle sort of shrinks down to the second stage um which is i think at the moment where the game is at uh, you know it's a test server and there's you know it's, people still getting used to it but at that stage there's not a lot of people left there's there's maybe we're seeing like 30 people left at that stage. And so yeah. I think if you shorten that a lot, um, maybe take a minute or two out of it and then 
sort of speed up those first two circles and then maybe speed up the third or fourth one that'll quicken the game it might take another three or four minutes out of the game but you'll um you'll have this section where you're constantly fighting as opposed to what's happening now is you um which is the same problem which which other maps have where you land there's a lot of fighting and then Mm. there's like a 10 15 minutes of not much happening which you know on that map on the other two maps um because they're so big there's you know not generally a lot of people you encounter but this one being a bit smaller that stuff does happen a bit quicker but there's still a little bit of downtime there um so yeah i think that's an area they could improve on a little bit but i really like the circle speeds i think they're awesome at the moment they they feel really good um and and you don't feel like you're fucked um you know from like a circle placement like you can still outrun that stuff and take fights and and sort of position yourself really well and get into places that you feel like you can get to it's uh i think it's it's a really good spot at the moment yeah it's a good progress (laughs) i mean you can still get circle fucked yeah you can still get fucked but you can still at least do something with it it's like well you've you've got time to put something together yeah i mean what you put together might still be like fucked (laughs) but at least you've now got like you're not like literally just fucking sprinting in a beeline Mm. for the fucking for the white circle at least now you've got enough time to sort of maybe like stray from the beeline a little bit to get to somewhere it's slightly better than completely fucked yeah yeah that's a that's a good point um yeah yeah i i I, yeah i'm a fan of that uh that change i think it's got some work still a little bit to do um but it's a good direction to sort of go in and one that we um suggested very early on that they should listen to a long time ago um, they got to get rid of red zones. That's what they're going to do. They're so fucking goofy on that map. Like, every single problem I have with the red zone is just, like, amp- like turned up to 11 hmm. on the, that fucking the so- uh, map the size of Savage. It is crazy so how pointless that is. They've are. shrunk it. Yeah. Um, I think but- they're a bit hesitant of getting rid of that because I feel like Player Unknown has this, th- like, that's something that he's incorporated into the battle royale mode mm. and i think that he doesn't want to get rid of that at the moment i think they'll be able, they'll do something they might change it like it may not be bombs dropping down or something but I f- yeah i've got this feeling that he doesn't want to get rid of it because it's like an idea that he's come up with that's unique to that genre yeah yeah no i, I get that i just don't He's he's been way too fucking precious about it. He has to get rid of it. Everyone everyone fucking hates it. I cannot I cannot I don't know. I cannot fathom of a person who's like fuck yeah red zones. What a what a cool fucking mechanic. But uh, in a map like in the map like fucking Savage, uh, where ultimately you don't want to be in a fucking car. Like that, the cars are horrible. Cars are fucking terrible. <laughs> and so, in like in Savage, right? You don't want to be in a car because everyone can everywhere. hear you from fucking forty fucking miles away. And so, the moment you're in a car, everyone knows where you are. And yeah, you got to dodge like forty billion fucking rocks. Yeah, tiny <laughs> rocks that are all coloured green for some fucking reason. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's how you. That's how you deal with red zones, though, is getting in a fucking vehicle and getting the fuck out or staying inside, right? But there's a lot of space that isn't actually inside mm. in um, in 
savage. And so, yeah, red zones, you just feel sort of boned. Yeah. You feel super boned. And, yeah, man. Um, gotta get rid of them. Um, so the other changes they've got in there is dynamic weather now, which uh, yeah. that's really cool. I like that. That's smart. I've not seen the fog yet. Have you run into that? No, no. Only rain. I had rain. Rain and but... thunder. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, and it's an interesting way to sort of to to change that. It's not like the rain issue before was it uh, made it kind of hard to hear everything. It's quite loud and noisy. They've toned that down quite a lot now, which is cool. Um. So, yeah, they're toying with that one a bit. The uh, spectator cam. So, now once you or your squad so entirely is killed, you can then spectate the players that killed you. Yeah. Um, or if you die from a red zone or blue damage, I think it targets the maybe the closest person. I'm not 100% sure on that one. Um, but, yeah, it's taken that idea from, I guess, Fortnite where you can sit in the map and spectate people and yeah. uh, see who wins, which is yeah an interesting way of going about it. Um I don't mind it. I, as long as it doesn't bring any issues with, with uh, you know, screen cheating, that sort of stuff, giving away players' positions for the people that are s- sort of working together, which is you're always going to have that problem, right? I think there's a way of, uh, of fixing that. You can't really get around it. Yeah, no. If you've got this mechanic in there. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I feel like, you know, yeah, I, I don't feel like it's going to be a huge problem. Um and there's ways like if you see something that looks kind of dodgy at least you can report them yeah um, but I like that it's cool it means you can watch you know if it's the end of the game uh, there's a couple people left you can sort of watch how that plays out and what happens it's cool I dig yeah that. instead of just watching the kill feed yeah um, and the the other thing they implemented was the first circle now will appear while you're in the plane um, yeah I'm not a fan of this change I don't like it either I don't like it um yeah, I, f- I don't know. I don't think it needs to be in there at all. Uh, like, I'm not understanding the mechanic. Or, like, I'm, I'm not really sure the why it's in, in there. Yeah. The, the reasoning has to be to give people enough information to hang themselves, right? Like, it's about yeah. giving them enough rope uh, to, like, fuck themselves out of an opportunity, right? Yeah, but, that's uh, less than the RNG factor, right? Yeah, but I, I don't think... Like so, like initial circle RNG is not something that I feel is like we we. How many times did we land outside of the fucking circle and then won a game? <laughs> like, yeah, fuck. Like, I don't know. Like, at this point, I'm pretty convinced if we land at Zaki, we will fucking win. Yeah, we like, won that game. Uh, when was it on the weekend? Or, uh, uh, yeah, or I think it was Monday or something. It was, yeah. like it was this week where we landed at Zaki. We fucked around for like twenty minutes and then yeah. won the game. <laughs> I think I have probably a ninety percent win rate at Zaki, man. Like, I, it's ridiculous, and it's almost like I think two of of the games I've had where I started at Zaki have actually been in the circle at the start. Every other time, it's outside of the circle. You just like it, that is. The game is just dealing with, but like, or even when we landed outside of the circle of fucking in Savage, right? Mm. You land outside of the circle, you just fucking walk it in. It, the the circle changes that they're making, I think, are more important to RNG management because yeah. that enables people to think about risk management as opposed to just like giving people the information from the get go. Is yeah, I think it is about. Uh, 
um, negatively, uh, like reinforcing their uh, options. Because if they choose to the land in the circle, then they they choosing to land with a lot of other people. And what I think it's going to do is wind up like speeding up. Like it's going to want like lead to situations where you just don't have as many. Uh, like players left, like people will die very quickly because people like people will look at the circle and they will land inside the circle yeah. at, at compounds inside the circle, and that means there's a whole swath of fucking compounds that just will wind up going uh, untouched, and it's going to lead to more of that boring mid game that I think they've been trying to avoid. Whereas if they get rid of the circle at the start, uh, people will land wherever the fuck on a map the size of Savage. That will mean like you'll probably have two squads at every fucking compound, every fucking place. Yeah. Right. And so you're guaranteed an early fucking engagement. And then the circle will dictate like mid game engagements. That's, that's how I think that's working. I don't think it is uncompetitive for them to not show the circle from the get go. I think that's a mistake. Yeah. I don't like, I, I don't, I don't know why they're doing it because on, on one side, you've got two different factors in this, right? You've got the, the casual games where, um, everybody lands wherever the fuck they want and shit happens. And then you got yeah. the, the esports side of the professional teams where they've got their set places where they land. So it doesn't matter where the circle's going to go. They're going to land there anyway. Um, yeah. so in the, in casual games, you've got, it's mayhem for the first 10 minutes. There's people yeah. dying everywhere. In the, the pro games, nobody's dying because nobody's landing with other teams. So, mm. sh- even even by showing that circle, that doesn't affect the pro, pro games at all. Yeah. Um, which is, I think, where they need to... They, they, like, they, they need to try and fix that, at least. I, I, well, that's what I think Savage is for, right? I don't, Savage, I don't think that, it fixes that. No, it doesn't. I, it doesn't. Absolutely, I Savage agree. Is gonna, it, I mean, you're still going to have this problem where people will land in their spot... I think the action will start a lot earlier, but you're still going to not... You're not going to have any early engagements at all. Yeah. Yeah. I think all, that's what's happening is all they're doing is they're shifting the mid-game uh, lull to the early game. Yeah. That, that's what... Yeah, that's what's happening. I, I agree. Um, yeah. I, but I think if they get rid of the circle, then you're still going to... You're going to have both, right? People are still going to land at their own spots. Yeah. Uh, and you'll have like very little happening but if those spots are already in the initial circle and they can see that from the plane they are 1000% incentivized to do fucking nothing yeah uh and I, I think that's a really bad idea yeah not and yeah and like you were saying like the changes to the circle uh the blue circle mean that it's not that threatening anyway mm-hmm. so all they're doing is i i guess introducing a, a an immediate level of RNG that I don't think will really, yeah, it won't positively impact the game. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So I'm just a bit like, I'm confused as to what the point of that stuff is. Cause they've got, um, so for this map, for instance, they've, they've gone the, the route of the competitive, um, like loot table as well. I think it's three times AR at the moment or three and a half. It's something, um, is it not just skewed? Is it not skewed because there's no junk loot? No, no. They so they've yeah so they've removed all the uh, cosmetic items from the map, yeah, uh, which is something that needed to be done. But they, um, yeah, they definitely had. Uh, I think it's three times AR spawn rate. 
Um, cause in the day two update, there was something in there about changing, uh, so see, they've increased the item and weapon spawn rates inside res- residential buildings and small cabins to improve looting experience across the outskirts of the map. So, um, they're the buildings that were not inside the main, uh, the main cities, like huts and whatnot. But if yeah. you go into a main city, there is, cause that first game we played, I was like, this is nuts. Like, there's stuff everywhere. Yeah. And if you, go, if you go back and read that, um, that first update, it's like, yeah, they've, they've, uh, put like a three times spawn rate. Um, and I saw some, uh, community guys or lead development people on Reddit saying, this is not for testing. This is how the map is going to be. Right. That loot table is staying in there. So that's, pretty- that's something they've taken from, um, the esports scene as well. And it's something that players have said needs to happen because there shouldn't be a, differential between what tri- like the casual games uh what's happening in them compared to what ranked games are like yeah um or at least yeah because then you come into that problem where is all right well um all right we've got casual games here's the regular game and then you can throw in another mode which is ranked um and then that could have the settings that all the pros are using but again you're like splitting the community base and yeah, you're running into weird issues. Whereas everybody, if everyone's playing on the same field, like this is the settings that ever, all the pro teams are using. Um, then everyone's on the same, the same page. Right. So I think that's I've, the way it should be. I've said it many, many times talking about, yeah, when it comes to esports and, and an esports scene for a game, you absolutely like, I've always said it's a, like a massive hurdle that World of Tanks has struggled to overcome, something that Battlefield's struggled to overcome. You have to have the identical game across across the, the like, esports, the competitive and the casual. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, otherwise, yeah, pe- people just won't be as interested. Yeah. They don't feel like they could do that. It's not like you go out on the fucking soccer field on a Saturday and, like, shoot a, a fucking smaller goal or something or a larger goal because you're shit or whatever you like if and that means any goal you score is as good as anything Ronaldo scored although obviously not quite that um yeah I don't know I don't know um there's a lot of, there's a lot to like with Savage there's a lot to like uh, there's a lot, uh, a few things I really don't like. I don't like that we're still stuck on TPP because we're on the fucking Asian servers. I fucking hate that we keep getting lumped in with Asian because I fucking hate third person. I fucking hate it so much. It is um, crazy. Well, we can continue on that. The new event mode for this week is called Tequila Sunrise, which has just started, I think, an hour ago. Um, it started about one o'clock, uh, which will be running for the weekend. So they keep doing these events. Mm. Um, which we've, we've played, we're playing quite a bit of them actually. We, we did the last yeah. one, which was the, uh, the flare gun. So flare they gun. implemented flare guns into crates in Miramar. Yep. Uh, sorry, not into crates, into sheds and shacks in Miramar. Um, you'd, sorry, get, yeah. you'd get this flare gun, fire it off into the air, and that would drop a care package for you, which was, uh, like a double drop. Um, so it looked a little bit different to the standard care package and, and yep. basically you'd fire it into the air and it'd drop where you're standing, um, which was a cool idea. It, it, it meant that you'd get to the late game and everybody's got stupid mounts of guns, yep. um, like AWPs and orgs and silenced weapons, level three helmets, just stupid. Um, so we, we played quite a bit of that. Uh, but it, 
was that third person as well? That was third person, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then this week's mode is To Kill a Sunrise. It's a shotguns only mode in melee where um, I think it's on Miramar as well. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's available for four man squads. Right. Um, again, we're, we're being. <laughs> Oceana's being lumped into the third person only. Uh, North America, uh, Europe, and Asia have third person and first person where all the Asia regions apart from Asia for some I don't know why uh, um, have third person so yeah we're too small we're too small a region just give us first person only then fuck it's an event it's not like it's the base game people can just fucking play whatever just give us first person only if we have to have only one thing fuck. yeah and like the, we've got inflated numbers on, on our region because the Third, well, third person is full of people from overseas that will play on whatever servers. Nobody here plays first person. Like, the majority of local players are playing first person. Um, and I think the reason why they're not putting it on first person is so that they can keep those overseas players playing on these servers. And I don't, I don't agree with that at all. That's horseshit. Fuck that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's trash. It's, yeah, it's rubbish. Um, so I think that needs to be changed, and especially for a mode like shotguns only. Just being able to sit behind a fucking wall and just peek it until someone gets close to you and then just pop out and shoot them won't be fun. Mm. We should play. It. Uh, I guess. I guess. Yeah. You um, go one pump action with the choke and the other Sega. I guess. Yeah, but I, I think it's cool that they're doing these events every week. Um, it means you can sort of just have a bit of fun don't have to play the, the main game um, it's really cool it's fun yep and they also moved the spectator camera across to full release now oh really yep I got implemented that's now already okay, okay. Yep. cool nice cool. cool is that all we have to say yep alright that's it alright you talk about the news while I go to the bathroom talk about Spider-Man Spider-Man oh gosh I uh I don't have it up at the moment, the news. Anyway, um, Game Informer is doing a, like a hub section on their website, uh, where they're doing a couple of days of Spider-Man announcements, and they did the cover reveal on, um, over the middle of the week, which showed off Spider-Man swinging through some buildings and whatnot, doing these spider things, and then the next day they did the release date announcement, which, um, has been pushed back from what was supposed to be early this year, or, or the first half of this year. Um, so that's now been uh, announced as September 7th, which is a week before Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Um, so that'll be an interesting matchup because I don't think Tomb Raider is going to stand a chance anymore of doing much, much good. Um, and they also well, released a, like a gameplay, a short gameplay trailer. Well, hang on. Like, I mean... Spider-Man is PlayStation exclusive, right? It is, yeah. So Tomb Raider's still got, you know, two other platforms that Spider-Man will never be available on, so it's not completely boned, I guess. No, I don't think it's completely boned, but I think it's going to struggle a little bit. Yeah, it'll struggle a little. Um, Yeah. Like, like it hasn't done that great in the past. Like, they've always had issues slaying that game. As much as they've been really good games, they've... They haven't done too great. 
um, which is why the last one was a, a exclusive for Xbox. Yeah. Um, but this one, yeah. Anyway, uh, September six, quite early on, um, which is cool. It's, we're just a couple of months out. Did you watch the the trailer thing that they put out? I don't think there was a lot of footage in there. It was like a minute, something like that. Uh, no, I, I jumped in and it seemed like a big lead in. And then I looked at it, how long it was. I'm like, there's not going to be a lot of content in this. Yeah. So, it was a lot like, of uh, pre-order stuff, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like most of it. Hey, yeah. pre-order the game. You'll get a uh, punk Spider-Man and two costumes, which we're not going to announce right now. We'll announce them later on. Um, so, yeah, that's where they kind of went with that. Um Anyway, that, that game still looks really cool. Uh, I'm definitely hyped to play it a lot. They announced the, the voice actor who will be doing it. Um, yeah. It's the guy that's that did, like, Sunset Overdrive, um, like a bunch of other Insomniac games. I think he's done some Spider-Man stuff in the past as well. But other than that, I'm not really sure where he's from. He's, like, 40-something playing a mid-20s dude. <laughs> so that'll be interesting. Right. Um, but yeah, that's about it. That's all they they have for that. Yeah. Oh, I'm king. I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited. I am proper excited for this game. Uh, it's really good. Like, it, it does. looks smick, but yeah. I, I'll the, still reserve Josh. <laughs> I'll just wait. Uh, yeah, obviously. Obviously, could, we'll wait, wait and see. But. It could end up being on my most disappointing games of the year. Like, <laughs> like, like, you don't want to get too I, hyped. I think, I think it's like, if it's anything... Like, less than fucking good. It's a sure thing for your most disappointed, isn't it? Yeah, it could, could be. Because you're a Spider-Man fucking goofball. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But everything I've seen looks so good. Like, the the fighting, I, I'm really digging that. Um, yeah. Like, that combat camera with it. Moving yeah, around. fuck yeah. And it looks it's awesome. Like, I'm at the point where, I think I've said this before, like, I want to get a PlayStation 4 Pro just to play all the um, exclusives that are coming out on, on Sony for the next couple of months or even weeks. <laughs> like, God of War's out soon. Um, I, every time there's a, uh, like, a sale on somewhere, like, EB Games had a sale on this week, like, 20% off certain stuff. I'm like, is the PlayStation 4 Pro on sale? Um, yeah, I'm really <laughs> I'm really hanging out to, to get one to play it, to play it on the, the pretty screen, like, 4K stuff and that sort of thing. Yep. Anyway. Yep, Keen has. Um, the 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 guy that did the cover for Game Informer followed me on Twitter. Did he follow you on Twitter? Alex Ross. Yeah, he did. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. I'm not sure where they uh, the guy <laughs> where, where that list came from. The guy who did the cover, fucking mate. You well, don't even deserve to have him fucking following you. He's a Marvel. Um, he's a Marvel illustrator. He's done a lot of covers for Marvel. So I'm just saying, like, I don't know where who whose PR list they got. Because like literally within a couple of minutes of that being announced, because I was up at that time, he um he followed me straight after that. The fucking he did Kingdom Come. He's like a very iconic artist. I know he yeah. is. Well, he's not the Marvel fucking. He's he's done a lot of Marvel stuff. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> he's done like some of the most iconic fucking DC shit. Okay, you're just you're 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 on it too bad. We're talking about Marvel, not DC. Stop making about your things. I'm just saying his DC stuff is way better because all DC stuff is better, except for movies. Except for movies, yeah, yeah most of them. Um, 
All right, The Forest. I didn't know about this. 1.0 is coming out April 30th, end yeah. of this month. That's all they announced, though. Right. They didn't say what's coming with it, just that they're very excited to show what is coming with it. So, I still, uh, yeah, I feel like that game's done. It's been done for like a year. Yeah. Or a year and a half. I'm hoping, like, we get a better server tool so that, because it's currently fucked, uh, it's really, really hard to make a server. Uh, like it, it fucks up all the time. Every single time I go to do it again, it fucks up. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I think because um, that game is really good with friends and having like a uh, a server that you can kind of have that's online all the time and always updating, um, as opposed to hosting on your local machine. Yeah, um, and not because there is again. there is a dedicated server. It's just yeah, it's fucked. Mm. It's so bad, so you just got to yeah, basically to go local. Oh, hang on, there's a blog. There are a bunch of new features we've been working on for 1.0, and we want to give everyone an idea as to what we're planning on shipping with. Uh, languages and controller support will be improved. Blah. Uh, we're going to add, be adding new reasons and resources to kill the creepies. Uh, there will be a rethinking of the cold and warmth system, including a new warm suit. New buildables will be added. There'll be some big performance optimizations, especially for late game saves. Uh, I've never really had a problem. Uh, changes and improvements to how multiplayer save games work. Oh, okay. And along with this, a bunch of dedicated server improvements. Yeah. Multiplayer clothing system is being improved and expanded. The new system to allow you to switch outfits. Uh, we'll also give some details about a VR game mode when we are closer to release. Uh, along with a bunch more we don't have room to include here, we'll have some really crazy and fun surprises in store, and especially regarding the ending. Uh, I'm really excited to see what people think. Oh, God. Are they changing well, the ending? I don't know. We're going to have to go play it again. We'll have to play it again. Oh, yes. Yes. I like the bit where they're like, <laughs> we don't have enough space in here to put like, oh, we've used up too much internet space. We can't write anything else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it seems legit to me. Um, Yep. Uh, anyway, looks good. We'll yep. have to play it again. We're going to have to. For a fourth time. For a fourth time. <laughs> we'll actually, yeah, we'll go all the way through this time. We might, like, let's, like, just wrap out a fucking weekend mm. for it. Yeah. Nice. All right. What's next? Sea of Thieves update 1.0.2. Um, this is the, the, the update or the part of the new section where we like to brag about we told you so um they're mm -hmm. changing the spawn rates on the the ships spawn um, placements yeah so you're no longer going to be destroying ships and then have them spawn on the island next to you they're pushing them back even further out of view of the ship that's something and it's not like we've been saying this for six months job it's it's true it's not like they had an alpha uh where they failed to listen to any feedback yeah, on this re in this regard, uh, an alpha and then a beta and then a closed beta and then a stress test weekend where these things were said over and over again. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah, it's apparently double the distance that it originally was, which uh, is still still it's close enough to get back. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, if they kill you, if they sink your ship uh, and still have to fight. The boss wave then uh then you can probably get back in time to contest yeah but if they sink your ship having already killed 
the pirate, the skelly boss, uh, you are probably boned. Yeah, they're probably in a way shit, but you probably shouldn't let them kill you. That's just that's the consequences. Um, they're changing spawn killing. Although I don't understand how spawn killing is an issue or ever it was ever an issue. So uh, according to this, um, they're making players more aware of the scuttle option as a way of getting out. That's always like, how do people not know about it? I don't know. Hmm. Um, so adding information on the loading screen on the way back from the ferry of the damned and a reminder at the ferry of the damned <sighs> itself. Um, yeah. Uh, scuttle is obviously how you, how you fix it. Uh, Brig abuse. Uh, my most popular YouTube video at the moment, a YouTube video at the moment, is the one where I got stuck in the brig. Yeah, I get a comment a day about how someone was stuck in the brig and how it makes them hate the game. Yeah, um, tape it off a little bit more now that people are bored of Sea of Thieves, but uh, still pretty pretty regular. I'm still getting a lot of views out of that one. Uh, of me being an idiot in a brig. Um, so, yeah, players are misusing the brig. Uh, the most common reasons are to hold a slot so that they can have a private crew or because they want to play with people who have mics uh, speaking the same language and uh, they're changing it so that you can make a crew, a ship, uh, be open to matchmaking or close so that it's invite only. It's what? crazy. What that uh, uh, nobody ever suggested this. It's this crazy that nobody ever said they should do something like this. That's I don't know. Uh, it's, these uh, are, of, are like woof. My my head is exploding here from these features you're talking about. John. I know, I know. It's pretty huge. Um, this is game changing. We've never what seen it this? Any game before. Um, this? I don't know. Uh, friends only matchmaking, I guess. Really? Uh, that's not what they're calling it. They don't have a name for it. <laughs> But that's what you might call it if we're in like a dozen other games, I guess. Yeah, that's yeah. uh that's big news right there. Wish I would have thought of that. Um, finding a suitable crew. Uh, players don't really have any control over who they play with. The key preferences we see are players with using a mic while speaking the same language. We're automatically matchmaking by Microsoft's uh, microphone status what? and. They didn't say anything about the language. Sure, um, maybe just matching depending on your region? Uh, yeah, but I guess in, like, Europe. Okay, yeah. Or Asia. No, it yeah. makes sense. They uh, got that one. They got that one. One point for them. Yeah, they got you. 26 points for Luke. <laughs> uh, cheating. We've seen reported instances of cheating. Uh, everyone should understand the seriousness with which we treat this. Uh, and uh, anyone identified as taking part will have action taken against them up to and including permanent Xbox Live account bans. Uh, we have a zero, zero tolerance approach wow. to this. Uh, we'll be taking direct action against anyone abusing the game in this way. Uh, number of people we're currently investigating make up an extremely small portion of our player base. Work is ongoing. Uh, so, yeah. No actual solutions. Finally, uh, content plans. We hear and understand that people are keen to understand what our plans are for updating Sea of Thieves beyond the top experience fixes. We are currently in the midst of adjusting our roadmap based on feedback we have received since launch with a ton of planning meetings continuing throughout this week. We plan to release a video next week 
updating everyone on how we plan to evolve CFDs moving forward. We totally understand that people want to see this ASAP, but the critical thing here is to have the right plan that allows CFDs to grow in the right way. They don't have any content plans is what they're saying. Mm. That's what I'm getting from that. Yeah. Uh, because if I had a plan in place uh, and a, a good roadmap uh, of content, uh, I would probably be able to uh, rejig that motherfucker and release a video uh, three weeks ago when this game came out uh, instead of four months after the game has come out. Uh, the fact that people have made made it to Legendary, did you see the people made it to Legendary? Yeah, did you want to talk about that? Uh, yeah, might as well. People made it to Legendary. Well, the, the first, first guy. did it. Uh, technically cheated and everyone was very upset about it. Uh, at first, I'm like, oh, who fucking cares? But uh, then I saw exactly how he cheated. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty fucking dodge. Uh, like, to just server hop. I mean, the fact that Sea of Thieves never had, like, had never envisioned people doing this uh, and hadn't implemented anything to stop it from happening. I mean, it just sort of uh, speaks to how deeply they were prepared for launching this game. But, uh, yeah. The, the way he did, yeah, he didn't even know how to fucking, he didn't know how to do anything in the game. He literally just switched servers until he was able to get to 50. Um, so, yeah, I, I understand why people are upset because people are invested in this game. Uh, like, it's very easy to be, be cynical about Sea of Thieves mm. because uh, there's a lot to make you cynical about Sea of Thieves. But, uh, yeah, people who are actually, like, genuinely invested, I can totally see why they wouldn't want to see it, like, skewed in this way it's a super cynical way to go about uh getting to something that is supposed to be uh, an actual true achievement and uh yeah also rare it said that the first legendary pirate would have some sort of fucking uh immortalized yeah and they didn't want a cheat to be immortalized um well did they say that yet they were supposed to announce their like what they thought about it uh, i don't know i didn't see that I didn't see if they actually responded, yeah. but, but uh, yeah, it's um, yeah, they should probably I don't know step pretty carefully around that one because the people who are properly invested are the only ones uh, still playing this game. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah. Then so the then someone else made it to legendary. Someone who. Yeah, put the fucking hours in uh, and got there legitimately. And they found out that they unlocked a new quest giver who gave them the same quests that they'd already had. Just more of them. Yeah, and you can still get seafarer chests out of some of these fucking maps. Mm-hmm. Uh, which means they're not like a seafarer's chest is not even worth the price of the quest. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I can imagine people like people being pretty disillusioned by that because shit. Uh, yeah, that's just fucking garbage. I, I liked the way that you get to that next area. I thought that was cool. Um, how is what? How do you get? Did you watch like how they? Uh- get to the the like when you're a pirate legend there's like a secret area you can get to no okay i'm not going to spoil it but uh, i like the way that they 
they implemented that. I thought that was really, uh, really smart. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I can talk um, after we're done here if you want. Um, do it, do it. Yeah. So we move on? Sea of Thieves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm still keeping more, more of that game. One day it might be the game that yeah, was day. promised. Yeah. Um, so last night I was watching the... Uh, the PAX East story time. Okay. Uh, player unknown. Brennan Green was, was doing the opening and he talked about, um, the development of, of PUBG and also battle Royale, like him working on, on the armor engine and, and how he first got started as like a photographer and a DJ. And then he was sort of making mods back in the day and, you know, talking about like his, his story. Uh, and while this was going on, everybody was going nuts about Spyro. Like where's Spyro? Uh, so there was some sort of Spyro announcement happening, or it was supposed to be happening, mm. uh, and people were hanging out on the this Twitch stream waiting for it. Right. Um, and I don't think that's where they were supposed to announce it. But anyway, everybody was pumped. What what happened? What happened, Job? What is Spyro doing? Uh, so they're making a Spyro trilogy, the Reignited trilogy, which is basically just a remastered Spyro. Um, I don't get it. I don't get why people are excited. Spirals for fucking babies. Nobody like nobody's gonna fucking enjoy it anymore because they're not babies anymore. Anyway. I don't know, man. I never played it, so. Oh, it's like shit, Mario. A bad Six version four. of Mario. Yeah, it was a worse like the- version of a version of Banjo Kazooie. Uh. <laughs> I suppose it might have been. Um, it was like super, like a. It was baby's first Mario sixty four, like baby's first three D platformer. It was just lame. Um, I don't understand the excitement, except for the idea that I guess people are, are young enough to have it like as this uh, cornerstone idea in their minds as like a game that they loved when they were growing up, and so they're excited to play it again. But they're yeah. quickly going to find out that actually won't hold up because it was never very good to begin with. Yeah. I know this for a fact. I revealed this on Twitter, but uh, we weren't allowed to buy a lot of games growing up. And uh, because there were three uh, of us boys playing on the one PlayStation um, that we got, uh, my uncle got it in a dodgy back of the truck type deal. He got a, bunch of them uh so i'm i've always wondered if perhaps he was the one who uh might have found the truck so to speak but uh yeah anyway he gave he gave us a um a playstation uh for washing his car uh so it was definitely on the hella cheap because that was still fucking 900 bucks at this point and uh yeah, we weren't allowed to get a lot of games because, yeah, like, this was way out of our fucking price range. We were still playing the fucking Sega Master System at this point. Mm. Like, we never got the Mega Drive or anything like that. We went from the Master System to the PlayStation. Anyway, yep. uh, not allowed a lot of games. We would all pick. We would rotate picking a single game. And uh, Metal Gear Solid had just come out. And it was my little brother's turn to pick a game that we were going to buy. And... Uh, and I had wasted my pick. I can't remember if the, the timeline is correct. If I'd wasted my pick or if I was about to use my pick. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Anyway, I got FIFA 98 Road to the World Cup because it was fucking awesome. And it was a good pick. It wasn't a waste of a pick. I just, I should have swapped it. Uh, Metal Gear Solid came out and uh, my little brother got Spyro. 
and I've never been more angry. I've never, like, I think back on Spyro, playing, seeing him play Spyro, because we didn't want to play it, because it was lame back then, and it's still lame now. But uh, thinking back to Spyro just fills me with so much anger, and I had to rent Metal Gear to play Metal Gear, and I rented it a bunch of times so I could finish it. Right. Meanwhile, we could have owned Metal Gear. Mm-hmm. Like, and I could tell from the get-go. And then my brother's pick, he picked fucking Final Fantasy VIII that same year. Fucking idiots. But he, he'd done so well when he picked Final Fantasy VII. That's, Final Fantasy VII is how the picking system started. Because uh, he's like, look, I really, like, we have to get this game. Uh, I will do anything. And then it like started out with like trading for chores, and then it evolved into. Um, I think I think my little brother and I were like being pretty, uh, pretty tyrannical with the sorts of shit that Liam was going to have to like. He was going to have to do our chores for like months, and he was still about it. And then my mum like weighed in, and she's like, "Oh my god, no." Liam can pick this time, and Joe can pick next time, and Alec can, Alex can pick the third time. Oh, it's not that difficult, right? And uh, so he picked Final Fantasy VII, and shit would have gone down if, if like, Spyro had been his pick on this one, because we'd been screwed out of our fucking, out of our chores deal. Uh, but instead, he picked Final Fantasy VII. I was very happy with that pick. I spent all my time in the Golden Saucer whenever I played it, uh, and then... Uh, yeah, eventually, you know, the pick system continued uh, unabated. Uh, usually, I, I, I use my pick on um, a sports game. And that I did the, I usually, I did the sports game because I knew the other two didn't want to play it very much. And it was sort of like a fuck you to them. They wouldn't want to play the sports game. My dad actually liked Formula One. My dad loved Formula One. So, uh, he'd play it. Uh, and, like generally it worked out pretty well as a bargaining tool where they didn't get to play games much. Uh, I just get the PlayStation a lot because I, my mum again would weigh in and be like, just let him play his new game as mums do. And so, and they and I were like, yeah, you can play with, you can play with me guys. It's, <laughs> it's two player. And they would like, obviously be very grumpy mm. about it. Anyway, um, that's, uh, that's, uh, story time. Inter- Good interesting window into the life of job and why he doesn't like spyro could have been playing we could have owned metal gear i don't like i get so angry thinking about it i love metal gear Hmm. anyway what's next uh the nba 2k league had its first draft a couple of days ago um so this is the league where the nba and 2k have teamed up to create an esports competition um, where there's currently 17 NBA teams that have an esports organization uh, out of the 30, and um, th- those teams will be competing in a tournament for, a, I think it's a million-dollar prize pool, something like that, over the okay. season. And, um, yeah, so 102 athletes were a part of this draft, and mm. every team, um, like a, a regular sports draft, had to pick players, and and it went from there. Uh, I think the Mavs had first pick. Right. Um, I'm just looking through this. Yeah. So they they had uh, first pick, and I don't even know what position this guy plays. I've done so much research on this one. And I just saw the um, a lot of the news 
uh, people were talking about it. Like, it went pretty big. I saw, like, basketball reporters talking about this stuff. They were full on. They had, like, Adam Silver up there doing the draft. And um, so Adam Silver's the commissioner of the NBA. Yep. They're pretty invested. Like, he seems to be confident that in the next two years that all 30 NBA teams will have an esports organization a part of this league. Right. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Apparently, the first pick was Atreo Boyd. Yeah, but I'm not sure what position he plays. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I was trying to catch up. I have, didn't fucking see any of this shit. Right. Yeah. Somehow. Okay. I don't know. I was pretty <laughs> busy. It's pretty, I feel like it's pretty big news that not a lot of people are talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, according to Sports Illustrated, uh, the 2K League seems fairly, fairly lucrative for the players. They'll make between thirty-two dollars to $35,000 for six months of work. Fucking hell. With housing, meals, and relocation expenses. Jesus Christ. What are we doing, Luke? We, we, we should be fucking... <laughs> fuck. We need a you PUBG go, League. You, you go to the fucking Sixers, and I'll go to fucking the Jazz. Me and Exum can hang out, and you and fucking Ben Simmons can hang out and play fucking PUBG, and I'll make Exum play PUBG. Fucking... This is too easy. What the fuck? Each team of six players will be living together real-world style in the city of the team they were drafted in. The season starts in May. The franchises will hold a training camp of sorts in the two weeks prior to get their players acclimated to one another. If all of this sounds silly, that's because it kind of is. It's video games. It's people getting paid to play video games. And the NBA is expecting us to watch. This is from Sports you Illustrated. Wrong article. Uh, did I though? Did I? <laughs> did I though? Yeah. Fucking hell. But true. The truth is, esports has been and will be popular, whether or not traditionalists thumb their noses at it. You literally just thumbed your nose at it. You huge fucking idiot. Who wrote this? Who the fuck wrote it? Rowan Nadkani. You giant fucking moron. Oh my god. What an idiot. Anyway. Yeah, that's interesting that they're doing, uh, sounds like off-season for the NBA. So they'll alternate between actual basketball and then uh, virtual basketball. <laughs> well, heck. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jeez. Anyway. Good stuff. Yeah, that's cool. I thought I'd, I'd just mention that. Seemed interesting. Uh, that is interesting. I'm curious to see how that first, day or first season goes. And I hadn't seen any of it. Yeah, they're putting a lot of work into it, it sounds like. Hmm. All right, that's the news. Let's do some questions. Is there questions? There is questions. Right here. Uh, Dr. E3 Money writes, hang on one sec. One sec, what have I done? I've fucked up. Fucked something up. I'll try again. Dr. E3 Money says, okay, Far Cry 5 thoughts. I like it. I like it quite a lot. This- I don't feel like this is leading to a question. Uh, I agree with a lot of what Luke was saying on the previous podcast, but even though it hadn't evolved much, I'm still really enjoying being in the world and tooling about. I agree that there are are just too many random encounters. You just run into enemies or friends who want to tell you something way too much. This is, I think, uh, this, I think, is also one of the major problems with the game and how it dole out missions and activities. 
Every person, no capital E on every, by the way, new sentence, but I guess we're abandoning punctuation here, Drew. Uh, every person you save or help or pass in the bush can tell you about a prepper stash or somebody, somebody that needs help. This, it's still no capitals. We've fully, oh my God, it goes back to... It looks like a double space as well. <laughs> it is. It actually is. That's a good fucking catch. Uh, this is taking place... Uh, of the and there's a double space in the fucking middle here as well. Like fucking hell, yeah. The previously, it's all over the place. It's shoddily formatted. This is taking place of the previously discussed radio towers that in previous games, previous, previously, in the same sentence, Drew. Let's sort this shit out. Uh, that in previous games you unlocked the tower and it revealed mission and stuff in that area, and it revealed mission and stuff in that area. Now. Missions, but there's no S yeah, anyway. So it should be an S, yeah. Just, just, just errors. We're not even we're, halfway through. We're back crazy. to we're back to capitals now. <laughs> now people just tell you about them, and the balance for me just isn't right. <laughs> New sentence, no capital. Yep. There are too many people wanting to tell you stuff, and in like a couple of hours of, hours of general stuffing about, I had a map capital m uh peppered with stuff to do mission should have been doled out he spelled doled differently he spelled doll as in like a doll up further but now doled is like the doll like you, you don't you're getting paid by the government exactly uh mission should have been doled out at a different pace this is then a direct hindrance Fucking, I've lost it. Uh, to your, because he didn't use any paragraphs either. It's all just one giant fucking body of text. Uh, all right. This is then a direct hindrance to your enjoyment of just exploring the world. Job was talking about how there just weren't things to discover. Everything is a mission that led you by the hand. But I think that is incorrect. Fucking, well, how about your spelling, motherfucker? How, how incorrect is that? You're incorrect. Sorry. Uh, I think all the side missions, the prepper stashes, the characters that can be your sidekicks, etc., are all just there. And if someone hadn't told you about them, when you rescued them, you might have just discovered them organically, which would have been way cooler and more fun than, hey, I heard some people were doing something at the old mine marker now on your map. I don't understand how that is disagreeing with me. Isn't that what I was saying? Like, it needs to just exist and you can just find it as opposed to everyone comes up and tells you about stuff. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Or better telling you that. Drew's just trying to start shit. As always, classic Drew. Uh, Anyway, I still like the game. It is more of the same, but I enjoy it. No capital. It's not Game of the Year stuff, but it's good fun. Game of the Year needs to be capital because it's an event. And it needs an apostrophe in it because it stands for it is. Uh, anyway. Um, That's the last time Drew emails us. No fucking question at all. Not even the pretense of a question here, uh, Drew. Uh, and so, yeah, uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna submit an essay, I want it to be fucking correctly spaced, uh, correctly capitalized, and good punctuation, please and thank you. From now on, um, Baz writes. Hi, fellas. I feel bad. I thought you would have picked it up and had a chuckle. I'm heading over to Japan. Uh, this, he's talking about the Fortnite jape that he put together, even though we've banned Baz from writing in because of his Fortnite's tricks. 
Uh, he's still writing in because uh, we didn't actually ban him. Uh, I'm heading over to Japan in a week's time. I'll buy you a sake if I see you, Jove. Uh, I'm not going for another month and a half, so we probably won't run into each other, unfortunately, unless time does something crazy uh, between now and then. It's hard to tell. Uh, can you recommend any Epic games that you guys have played recently on the Switch slash PC that can keep me entertained while on long commutes? Cheers. Keep up the good work. Fucking, I feel like all we do anymore is recommend games that can be played I on I think he's fucking with us again. I think he might be. Any Epic games? Mm, son of a bitch! He's done it again! You're done, Baz! Gouts! That's it. Oh my god, I cannot believe he's done this to us. Fuck. <laughs> That's it. That's the end of the podcast. That's, That's it. That's it. <laughs> Forever. You've ruined it. You killed the podcast, Baz. Uh. All right, if you want to find this show, The Gap, you can find us on iTunes, Android, and the Windows Store. Uh, I'll tell you what, though, he, d- he used he used punctuation correctly. Did he? And he well, spelled things right. Well, if, I think well, he threw us off a little by having Epic Games lowercase. That's true. And he didn't capitalize Japan. Or Switch. Or Switch. So, yeah, he threw us. It was, it was, he's, I feel like he's been refining this. Yeah. Well, cheers, keep up the good work, your capital mm-hmm. K. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now I'm reading through Drew's body of text to see if there's something we've missed. Yeah. Like, did he sneak? Did he put like the first letter of every line that spells something out, but it doesn't? Yeah, maybe it does. Maybe it does. That's definitely. You can definitely do that. You can get away with doing that to me. I never pay attention to that shit. No. Uh, if you want to email us, you can email us at gapodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on social media facebook.com slash gapodcast, twitter.com slash gapodcast, or you can go to our website, which is thegapodcast.com yes that's the website Um, uh, you can go to that website and uh, you can find all the past episodes and other things on there all the links we just talked about including our discord page if you want to leave us any messages or uh, chat about random stuff have video game things to talk about it's all up there Uh, thegapodcast.com slash discord that'll take you to the, um, the application or the web service whatever it is that you're running and uh, you come chat to Job. He's in there all the time, just chilling. I am. I am actually in there a lot. Yep, and uh, all that is thanks to our Patreon man- members. If you want to help support the show, you can do that at patreon.com slash podcast. Thank you very much for everyone that does every month. Uh, helps, You're awesome. Helps Thank you. the uh, website run, which uh, seems to be working a lot better recently. Yay. Which is good. Um, yep, and that's it. That's the show. You got anything you want to pimp, Job, this week? Uh, I head to Red Bull and check out my. I did an interview with uh, New Zealand's best Dragon Ball Fighter Z player. Yep. Um, it was a pretty good interview. Uh, he like he describes Dragon Ball Fighter Z as a kusogi, right. which uh, literally translates to shit game. <laughs> Uh, and uh, he like fucking raked the organization that held the competition over the fucking coals <laughs> for their performance last year. But it was uh, it was like, but they've improved a lot this time, uh, which is pretty good. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, so that's a good read. And uh, as always, the IGN um, 
esports hub is ongoing and yeah uh, i think we, we before the next podcast so i think monday next week we we've got like a big smash bros article going up that wasn't written by me it should be worth checking out on red bull right yeah <laughs> cool what about you uh nothing absolutely nothing um, I think there's a lot of this. Uh, yeah, we got a lot to talk about next week. I think we've got a few events. I think there's two. Yep. Uh, two or three. And then um, uh, maybe we can talk about God of War. Maybe we can't. We're not sure yet. We'll see, right? Uh, we'll, we'll, played we'll, yep. Yeah. Uh, yep. All right. That's it. You can find me on twitter.com slash Luke Laurie, L A W R E. Job's on there as well. I am on there. Joby Jojo. Sweet. Yep. Uh, anything exciting happening on Twitter? Oh, man. Nothing. No, it's just non-stop shit posting. You should right. definitely, definitely subscribe for the non-stop shit posting from me, though. It's it's good stuff. It's high quality. Cool. Yep. All right. That's the show this week. I'm going to go because I've got bad allergies like halfway through this. Yeah, I noticed. No, yeah, it's been good to listen to as well. Yep. I'm sure it will translate to another quality broadcast. Absolutely. That's what um, I'm going for. We should go hit the. We should go hit the um, hit the pub. We are today, aren't we? Yep, we should go hit it now. Now, uh, All right, in a little oh, bit. Let's go play some PUBG event, and then All right. I'll start drinking. All right. Yeah, let's do that. Nice. All right, thanks everyone listening. Bye. Bye.